the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. 1280 The Patriot is WWTC Minneapolis St. Paul. FM 107.5 K298CO Minneapolis. Intelligent Radio. With SRN News, I'm Jeremy House in Washington. A church in suburban Indianapolis resumed in-person services for the first time in over a month. The Idtown Church in Fishers limited the number of attendees to 10 today in order to adhere to a state order that prohibits gatherings of over 10 people. Also on SRNews.com, British Prime Minister Boris Johnson is returning to work after recovering from a coronavirus infection that put him in intensive care. British Foreign Secretary Dominic Robb says Johnson needed to recuperate after being in intensive care. I think he's right to have taken the time he did to make sure he can bounce back, uh, but he's looking forward to getting back at the, at the reins. Johnson's office says he'll be back at his desk on Monday. And Israel's embattled health minister says he's stepping down following a public health uproar over his handling of the coronavirus crisis. This is SRN News. Larry Elder sees evidence the virus is more widespread than we think. The head of the Center for Disease Control says that 25% of infected people may not have symptoms. Moral to the story, this may be far more deeply entrenched in our society than we are aware. And a lot of people apparently have it without having any symptoms, which suggests that it's death rate. Its lethality may be a lot lower than we thought. The Larry Elder Show, afternoons at 5 on AM 1280, The Patriot intelligent radio mother's day is coming up fast and wouldn't it be great if you could treat her to one thousand dollars in cold hard cash well you can do so and it only takes a couple moments of your time you just got to go to the freedom fan club page at am1280 to the patriot.com to give your mom a shot at one thousand dollars just past four o'clock on this sunday let's take a look at your twin cities forecast from the great plains windows and doors weather center chance of thunderstorms with the highest 67 and we got the victory hour with andrew parker coming up next right here on the patriot am 1280 the patriot Whoa! look at all these options you can fill an entire warehouse with all the different ways you can stream the patriot Top shelf choices include am1280thepatriot.com, our free app, and radio.com. Relief factor, pain relief that's natural, pain relief that works, and pain relief that attacks the source of the pain. I've come from the doctor's clinic this morning, 28 staples out of my knee, and I am not taking painkillers. Why? Because I don't need to. I'm taking Relief Factor. Yes, it's a triple dose, but it doesn't have any negative side effects. And I am doing just fine. Thank you very much. That's the experience of tens of thousands of Americans who are taking Relief Factor right now. See their incredible video endorsements at relieffactor.com and then order your three-week quick starter pack for just nineteen ninety-five. That's less than a dollar a day. That's truly remarkable to be liberated from your pain for less than a dollar a day. Find out if it can work for you like it works for me by ordering your three-week quick starter pack today. Go right now. ReliefFactor.com. ReliefFactor.com. This is your opportunity to be the next success story. Does your office need a little TLC? Do you notice your bathrooms are a bit smelly? 
Are the surfaces in your break room a little sticky? And isn't that the same coffee spill on the floor and chili splatter in the microwave from weeks ago? If so, I've got the solution. Hi, I'm Tasha, owner of Forever Cleaning. We're family-owned and offer affordable, reliable office cleaning all over the Twin Cities metro area. So if your office is screaming for help, call me today. Let's get you scheduled for your free walkthrough so you can receive your free quote at 763-807-9817. If you mention this ad, you'll receive 15% off your first month of service. Again, call 763-807-9817. Or you can visit my website at forevercleaning.com. That's the number four, evrcleaning.com. Remember, Forever Cleaning is so thorough, you'll wonder if your mom snuck in overnight and cleaned. It pays to be kind when you enter the Kindness Challenge. Each day for 30 days, we'll post a new act of kindness that you can do for others. On May 2nd, you could win $5,000, and a deserving organization will also receive $5,000 in your name. You can make a difference in others' lives when you enter. So go to am1280thepatriot.com and click on the Kindness Challenge to enter. You can be rewarded for simple acts of kindness. Keep on loving. Pick it up or take it out, rackshacktogo.com or rackshackdelivery.com. It's so easy. Hey, you've been working hard. Half the staff is gone and your crew needs a lift. Go to rackshacktogo.com for pickup or rackshackdelivery.com and we'll bring it out to you. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. It's time now for a smart plane talk regarding politics, Israel, and the law. This is the Victory Hour with Andrew Parker of Parker Daniels Keyboard. Wise counsel, winning results. Now, here's your host, Andrew Parker. I'm impressed with my attorney, Bernie. I'm impressed with his influential friends. He's got very big connections, and I follow his directions. It's Bernie Sunday, 4 o'clock, and, so and that means it is the best hour in radio of the week. It is the Victory Hour, where every week Bernie. we talk politics, Israel, and the law. Smart plane talk. Sundays at 4 o'clock. I'm Andrew Parker, Parker Daniels Keyboard. And today we have a very special show for you on the Victory Hour. It's a show dedicated entirely to the commemoration of the 75th anniversary of the liberation of the Dachau concentration camp. One of the most horrific and hideous of concentration camps in all of Nazi Germany. It was the first concentration camp established in Nazi Germany just five weeks after Adolf Hitler rose to power in 1933. And the camp lasted the entire existence of the Third Reich until April 1945. So from the beginning all the way through the end, Dachau lived in all of its horror. And today we are going to 
commemorate the end of that horror, the liberation of the camp when the United States Army, approaching from Munich, liberated the camp on officially on April 29, 1945. And uh, you will hear live read of a letter written by the sergeant of the scout troop that was out ahead of the U.S. Army. And you will hear from the letter, he places their arrival at Dachau and approaching of the camp on April 28th. And that sergeant uh, was my father. Today, toward the end of the show, you will uh, hear my son, who is currently living in Israel, And uh, going to school for his master's program. The life-defining moment for my father 75 years ago, this very week, has become life-defining for me as it has for my kids. And so the symbolic reading uh, by my son, uh, well, it will be very emotional for me. And I think once you hear uh, this letter that my father wrote home at the age of 22, just a few years younger than my son is now, after liberating the Dachau concentration camp and stamping out Nazism in all of Europe, a movement, as you all know, that intended the complete and total destruction of all Jewish life in the world, failed. And uh, this show is dedicated to loud rejoicing in the fact that it failed. It is the Am Yisrael Chai show. Israel and the nation of Israel lives on. So during the show, we're going to uh, talk about uh, the Holocaust generally. We're going to talk about Jews worldwide to give you a perspective on what the numbers really mean and what they look like. We're going to talk a bit about the concentration camp system in Nazi Germany like nothing ever before or since existed. And we uh, are going to talk about the lead-up to the liberation of Dachau and and then hear uh, the letter uh, from the eyewitness, sergeant of that scout troop, uh, my father, written back to my grandparents back home. Uh, just a few days after he and his uh, scout troop came upon Dachau. So, you may, uh, as many many do, have a a sense that, well, Israel uh, existed and was given over to the Jewish people in the late 1940s because of the guilt of the world regarding the Holocaust. 
Well, that is just simply a fallacy. It is a complete fallacy. The persecution of the Jewish people goes back literally thousands of years to the time of the enslavement in Egypt. Uh, and repeatedly thereafter. Just to give you a sense of of timing, uh, the Jews uh, crossed the Jordan into Israel uh, in year 1273 BCE and built the temple there which was destroyed by the Babylonians. And the Jews were exiled from the land that they had lived in. The temple was built again, destroyed again. The Jews exiled or killed. Judaism was banned numerous times in the land of Israel. But never did it die out. Uh, Jews were persecuted and killed repeatedly throughout those thousands of years and into certainly the time period of uh, the 11th century, the 12th century, the 13th century, the 14th century. The amount of Uh, Jewish persecution uh, was unrivaled throughout history with massacres uh, throughout Europe, including England and France and Spain and the Spanish Inquisition and certainly in Eastern Europe and in Russia and the the pogroms throughout all. This uh, came about uh, during the Crusades and beyond as Jews were regularly uh, murdered, persecuted, and the attempts to silence Judaism. I'm not getting into great detail as it relates to this, as that would take a show and, frankly, many shows. Uh, But I think it is worth noting that leading up to the Holocaust, this was not a first go-around for attempts to silence and snuff out Judaism around the world. After, uh, uh, by the way, uh, maybe worth noting as well that in World War I, as we move uh, into our discussion for today, over 500,000 Jewish soldiers fought in World War I. And as I said before, in 1933 then, the Nazis took over Germany. They rose to power through elections of the Nazi party. Hitler was never democratically elected. He was given the role of Fuhrer by that democratically elected legislative Nazi party. Things got worse in the 1930s. 1938, many of you know of Kristallnacht, which is the night where the police 
allowed, in fact, encouraged the looting and destruction of all Jewish businesses, Jews being taken to the street and beaten publicly and taken away. Over the next several years, 200,000 killed at Babi Yar, 400,000 in Warsaw Ghetto sent to the death camps, 300,000 Hungarian Jews killed in just three months. Killed. Why? Because they were Jewish. Those are just a few examples. When we come back, we're going to talk about Jews by the numbers. We're going to look at Jewish population and uh, bring it right up to uh, World War II. And then we're going to read an article written in 1934 by the New Republic. 1934. About Dachau concentration camp, which will give you some insight into what life was like there. Make sure to stay with us for this special hour of the Victory Hour, commemorating the 75th anniversary of the liberation of the Dachau concentration camp. We'll be right back. AM 1280, The Patriot. Mark Twain once quipped, A lie can travel halfway around the world while the truth is still putting on its shoes. When you are lied about and it spreads, the resulting mayhem and destruction can be, and often is, disastrous. Hi, this is Andrew Parker, co-founder of the Parker Daniels Keyboard Law Firm. I recently handled a high-profile defamation lawsuit on behalf of a luxury home real estate agent whose business was decimated by falsehoods spread about him. After nearly two years of litigation and two weeks of trial, the jury came back with a verdict of more than $2 million for our client. Parker Daniels Keyboard. We litigate cases, we try cases, and we win cases. With a record of excellence in achieving extraordinary results, Parker Daniels Keyboard lawyers have consistently won huge verdicts for its clients in the areas of defamation, civil rights violations, regulatory battles, and intellectual property theft. For wise counsel and winning results, contact us at Parker Daniels Keyboard, premier law firm in downtown Minneapolis. If you could do one thing that changed you forever, would you? How about something exciting and extraordinary, a bucket list item with years of memories packed into 10 days? Make 2020 a year you'll never forget and join me, Sebastian Gorka, and my friend Mike Lindell on the Stand with Israel tour this December 2nd to 11th, journeying through one of the most politically and spiritually significant places in the world, and you'll see over 40 iconic sites straight from history. Register at am1280thepatriot.com. Looking to disinfect, American Pressure has solutions for you. Our mobile disinfecting mister is a cart featuring a high-pressure pump, 15-gallon reservoir tank, and misting and atomizing nozzle with a 50-foot applicator hose. Great for doing large areas and quickly wetting surfaces. We also have Vital Oxide, an EPA-registered disinfectant. Is a verbal contract really only as good as the paper it's written on? This is Andrew Parker from the Parker Daniels Keyboard Law Firm. I recently represented a client in a claim for unpaid compensation. He was promised payment of $1.8 million in bonuses. His employer refused to pay, citing no written contract. We went to work, 
After investigation and litigation, we won the case and recovered $2.3 million for our client. Our experienced trial lawyers at Parker Daniels Keyboard have secured major victories in state and federal courts across the country. We have legal expertise in all types of business disputes, labor and employment matters, real estate matters, and financial transactions and appeals. For wise counsel and winning results, contact us at Parker Daniels Keyboard, a premier law firm that provides efficient, aggressive, and innovative solutions to complex legal problems. Go to ParkerDK.com. Jerusalem, golden Jerusalem, the eternal capital of the Jewish people, for 3,000 years, the land of Israel, inhabited by the Jews, their ancestral homeland. So let's take a look at the numbers as it relates to Judaism in the world. There are 7.8 billion people in the world. 7.8 billion. There are now approximately 14.7 billion or million in the world. 14.7 million Jews in the world. 7.8 billion total people, 14.7 million Jews across the world. Today, there are 9.1 million citizens of the state of Israel. 6.8 million Jews live in Israel. So 6.8 million of the 14.7 total Jews in the world live in Israel. 5.7 million live in the United States. So that's about 12.5 million of the 14.7 million worldwide live either in Israel or the United States. Again, 12.5 million. This is a very small number. Very small number. And you may not be shocked to learn, but it may be the first time you've heard it. The world Jewish population still has not recovered back to pre-World War II numbers. That's how many Jews were killed, and that's what it does demographically to a people. By the way, the remaining 2.3 million Jews scattered around the world are most of them, about 1.7 million of them, are in one of seven countries, France, Canada, UK, Argentina, Russia, Germany, or Australia. Those seven countries make up about 1.7 million of the remaining Jews in the world. 
but the vast, vast majority of all the Jews in the world are in Israel and the United States. 6.8 million in Israel. Okay, what did it look like previously, previous to World War II? World Jewry, the world population, reached a number of 16.6 million right before the start of World War II. That's in 1939. 16.6 million. Again, today, there's 14.7 million. Still not back to that number. By the way, the number we have today is about equivalent to the number of Jews in the world in 1925. Just to give you a sense. Now, this week was Holocaust Remembrance uh, Day, was, uh, occurred this week. Uh, and in Israel, worth noting, the Ministry of Finance reported that there are about 189,500 Holocaust survivors currently living in the state of Israel with some 31,000 over the age of 90 and more than 800 over the age of 100 years old. And just in the past year, 15,000, more than 15,000 Holocaust survivors uh, died just in the past year. And those numbers are going to continue until in just a few years Survivors of the Holocaust will be no longer living. So those, that gives you a sense of the impact of the Holocaust on the number of Jews in the world. But Judaism continues. Now what is really striking is that the Jewish population Prior to World War II, just prior to it, in 1939, the Jewish population in Europe was 9.5 million, well over half of the world Jewish population. That was in Europe. And that is where Adolf Hitler intended to snuff it out and completely destroy it, such that there was not, would not be one more Jew living in Europe. And... That was 57% of the world popula uh, Jewish population uh, living uh, in Europe. Today, today, there's about a million Jews living in Europe. Just about a million. 9.5 million prior to World War II, now just about a million. So, this final solution that Hitler had intended from the beginning didn't start at the beginning. He rose to power in 1933. He started with labor camps. Many Jews were sent to labor camps, as well as other political prisoners, communists, uh, gays, Roma, the gypsies, uh, those with disabilities and infirmities. Uh, infirmities. It, it was 
anyone who did not fit the Aryan race were sent. And Dachau was the first, and it was the training facility for all others. It was the prototype. And it was brutal. Later on, and I will come back to Dachau in a moment, but later on, uh, you know, that was 1933, and over the f- for several years, uh, the labor camps were perfected in the eyes of Hitler. Uh, in 1939, the, uh, World War II uh, begins, and the rounding up of Jews began. Starting in 1938 with Kristallnacht, as I mentioned before, uh, but continuing over the next several years, again to the point of, in Hitler's eyes, reaching perfection of the elimination of the Jewish population. And that was with the Wannsee Conference and the Declaration of the Final Solution. It has been written, the word final has a double meaning. The destruction process had now been clarified. During the concentration stage, it was still conceivable to shove the Jews out of Europe, but the phrase final solution has a wider, more significant meaning. In Himmler's words, it meant the Jewish problem would never have to be solved again. Definitions, expropriations, and concentrations can be undone. Killings cannot. And that is when the killing machine began. And to understand it, you have to understand it was a unique form of genocide in the sense that it was systematic, organized in all of the different phases of life within German culture and within the other countries of Europe that Nazi Germany took over. They were able to get tens of thousands to cooperate with these heinous acts of death and destruction. And they set up killing camps specifically for the purpose of having a daily quota of death that they had to meet. And their systems got refined and re-refined and re-refined to meet those quotas. And they got ramped up and accelerated repeatedly to meet those quotas. And this, by a quote-unquote civilized one of the most sophisticated countries in the world, Germany. A country where the Jews were intertwined with the fabric of society like no other country in the world. They were government officials, they were doctors, they were lawyers, they were businessmen. Six million. When we come back, we're going to focus 
on the Dachau concentration camp and how it was a prototype and how it led to it led to such destruction we're going to read a letter uh, or an article I should say written in 1934 regarding life uh, at Dachau So make sure to stay with us as we continue the commemoration of the 75th anniversary of the liberation of the Dachau concentration camp. And before we go, jot this down with your number two pencil and your yellow pad. An excellent book to read. The Reason for Anti-Semitism, Why the Jews, by Dennis Prager and Rabbi Joseph Telushkin. It's an outstanding book will talk about anti-Semitism through the generations. We'll be right back. AM 1280, The Patriot. How can you protect your company's most valuable proprietary information? This is Andrew Parker of the Parker Daniels Keyboard Law Firm. We recently represented a local manufacturing company in an employment lawsuit. Our client learned that a longtime employee was leaving the company to join a direct competitor. The employee intended to help the competitor develop an automated manufacturing system that was a copy of our client's system. The employee did not have a non-compete agreement with our client. We nonetheless filed suit and brought an immediate motion to prevent the employee from beginning work with the competing company. We won, and the employee was prohibited from working for the competitor. Parker Daniels Keyboard's attorneys have been advising companies on employment law matters for decades. And if you find yourself in court, our attorneys are some of the toughest and most experienced employment trial lawyers around. For wise counsel and winning results, contact us at Parker Daniels Keyboard. Go to ParkerDK.com. I'm Staff Sergeant Mark Anthony Madrid. Staff Sergeant Samantha Cowell. I'm Staff Sergeant Alex Keith. I'm Staff Sergeant William Lewis, and I am proud to defend my family and our nation. The Air Force Reserve is part of the story of this great nation. I'm grateful that I have a chance to wear the uniform of the heroes that went before me. I'm proud to be part of a team that helps make a difference in the world. Every day, men and women from communities across this nation serve as reserve citizen airmen. Even as technology evolves and changes, our commitment to defend and protect this nation remains steadfast. We celebrate those who have served and those who are proudly serving. We celebrate our proud history and look towards an exciting and uniting future. Our mission is to fly, fight, and win in air, space, and cyberspace. And I am proud to be a member of... And I'm proud to serve in the United States. And I am proud to protect our country. Proud to serve in the U.S. Air Force Reserve. AFreserve.com Mark Twain once quipped, a lie can travel halfway around the world while the truth is still putting on its shoes. When you are lied about and it spreads, the resulting mayhem and destruction can be, and often is, disastrous. Hi, this is Andrew Parker, co-founder of the Parker Daniels Keyboard Law Firm. I recently handled a high-profile defamation lawsuit on behalf of a luxury home real estate agent whose business was decimated by falsehoods spread about him. After nearly two years of litigation and two weeks of trial, the jury came back with a verdict of more than $2 million for our client. Parker Daniels Keyboard. 
We litigate cases, we try cases, and we win cases. With a record of excellence in achieving extraordinary results, Parker Daniels Keyboard Lawyers have consistently won huge verdicts for its clients in the areas of defamation, civil rights violations, regulatory battles, and intellectual property theft. For wise counsel and winning results, contact us at Parker Daniels Keyboard, premier law firm in downtown Minneapolis. I'm Yisrael Chai. Singing today. Jewish songs as we live on. As a light unto the nations, while we fall short sometimes, it is always the goal. Often achieved. As we continue our commemoration of the 75th anniversary of the liberation of Dachau concentration camps, it was on April 29, 1945, as the official formal day of liberation of the Dachau camp, when the U.S. 7th Army 45th Infantry, Infantry Division C Company came upon Dachau, Prior to that, a scout troop was sent out ahead of C Company. And uh, make sure you stay with us because you're going to hear the letter written home to his parents of the sergeant of that scout troop. Leonard Parker, my father, and the grandfather of Sam Parker, who will read that letter again a generational response to Nazism. As it relates to uh, Dachau, I just want to give you a sense by reading a, an article that was published in the New Republic in 1934 regarding life at Dachau. It states, The camp at Dachau is one of the first and largest concentration camps in Germany, the area comprising about one square mile is enclosed by a concrete wall seven feet high and covered with barbed wire. Remember, this was written in 1934. In the southwestern corner, there are 13 crude barracks originally built for military purposes. They are in a dilapidated condition because of 16 years of weathering. Each barracks consists of five connecting rooms. Each with 52 prisoners being lodged. The whole corner where the barracks stand is enclosed by a high wire entanglement. The prisoners are warned that these live wire are, are live wires 
but this is false. This enclosed area is about 1,800 square feet and contains a pool filled with muddy water, but the way the Nazis portrayed it, they claimed it was a swimming pool for the prisoners. At the present time, the camp harbors about 1,700 prisoners, the majority of whom are either communists or members of organizations known as uh, sympathetic, such as the Workers' Athletic and Relief Organizations. Some hundred prisoners are social Democrats, socialist workers, party members, students, lawyers, and doctors who were either active politically or known as pacifists. There were about 40 Jews, again, this is 1934, mostly manual workers or clerks. The prisoners are divided into three classifications, each treated differently. The first class is picked at random. These men act as firemen, and their only routine consists of drilling. The second class is made up of the majority of the prisoners who receive the treatment of forced labor each day. The third and final class is composed of leading communists and all of the Jews. This class performs the hardest work on the smallest of rations. They receive no sheets to cover their straw sacks. They are treated exclusively harshly. During the first three weeks, the camp was under the command of the regular police force. Then the Nazis appeared one night to take over control. Their leader made a speech to his followers, of which the following quotations are of interest. Remember, 1934, published in the New Republic. Quote, Always remember that no human beings are here, only swine. Whoever does not wish to see blood may go home immediately. No one who does harm to a prisoner near fear, uh, need fear reprimand. The more you shoot, the fewer we must feed. This was a statement from the leader of the camp to the guards. A favorite stunt of the Nazis, I'm going on now with this 1934 New Republic article, the favorite, a favorite stunt of the Nazis is to order newly arrived prisoners into a dark room and make them stand with their faces against the wall while volleys are fired into the air. Whenever a new transport comes, some prisoners are picked out and horribly beaten with wired oxtails. On April 12, a transport for Nuremberg arrived with three Jewish prisoners. These and another Jew who had been imprisoned for some time were led out of the camp on the evening. A few minutes later, a volley of shots were heard. All were killed by shots fired through their temples at close range. These men were Arthur Kahn, Dr. Benario, a man named Goldman from Nuremberg, and Edwin Kahn from Munich. The last did not die immediately and was able to make a statement to the effect that no attempt to escape had been made. Nevertheless, the next morning, the prisoners were addressed by an overseer. These would be all the remaining prisoners. He began by insulting the Jews, quote, they successfully tried to mislead and to stir up hatred and strife among the German people. 
But when they have to share your lot and wield pick and shovel as you do, they try to escape. Close quote. Three of the four prisoners were shot by the second-in-command, who boasted about the deed before the prisoners and remarked, quote, I am opposed to torture for the Jews. Bugs are not exterminated by tearing out their legs, but are trampled upon. Close quote. The daily tortures went on. And when 200 prisoners from northern Bavaria, some of whom were at once inhumanly beaten, among these prisoners were 12 Jews who were picked out immediately and brought to the guardroom. They were stripped to their clothing, their heads were wrapped in blankets to smother their cries, and they were beaten barbarously. Later, after kicks on the testicles and further beating, they were driven to the barracks. The body of each, from the waist to the knee, was one complete wound. The entire scene took place in the presence of a high police official and 15 special police. It goes on to talk about the specific detail of the beatings, the brutality to the, to the point of death, as well as mass shootings and graves that were dug for the bodies to fall into. Dachau was a camp that prepared prisoners who had not died for the final solution, and they were shipped to the killing camps of Auschwitz and Birkenau, Sobibor, Madonic, Matthausen, and others. When we come back, we're going to talk about April 1945 and the lead-up to the liberation of the Dachau concentration camp and what was seen there in some detail, what was seen there when the Allied forces, the U.S. 145th Infantry Division C Company and that scout troop arrived to protect and save those who are still living. Make sure to stay with us. We'll be right back for the reading of that very important historic article, The Liberation Letter. AM 1280, The Patriot. Mark Twain once quipped, A lie can travel halfway around the world while the truth is still putting on its shoes. When you are lied about and it spreads, the resulting mayhem and destruction can be, and often is, disastrous. 
Hi, this is Andrew Parker, co-founder of the Parker Daniels Keyboard Law Firm. I recently handled a high-profile defamation lawsuit on behalf of a luxury home real estate agent whose business was decimated by falsehoods spread about him. After nearly two years of litigation and two weeks of trial, the jury came back with a verdict of more than $2 million for our client. Parker Daniels Keyboard. We litigate cases, we try cases, and we win cases. With a record of excellence in achieving extraordinary results, Parker Daniels Keyboard lawyers have consistently won huge verdicts for its clients in the areas of defamation, civil rights violations, regulatory battles, and intellectual property theft. For wise counsel and winning results, contact us at Parker Daniels Keyboard, premier law firm in downtown Minneapolis. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. If you could do one thing that changed you forever, would you? How about something extraordinary? Set a clear new vision for yourself this year and join Dr. Sebastian Gorka on the Stand with Israel tour this December 2nd to 11th. Journeying through one of the most politically and spiritually significant places in the world, you'll see over 40 iconic sites straight from Holy Scripture. Reserve your spot today. Register at am1280thepatriot.com. Did your employer make you sign a promissory note when joining the company, and now you want to leave, but you're afraid your firm will pursue you personally for that debt? This is Jesse Keyboard from the law firm Parker Daniels Keyboard. I recently represented a client who had signed such a note, and I was able to get them out of their $500,000 debt to their company, which allowed them the freedom to exit a bad employment situation and enter a much better one. Meeting our clients' objectives is our focus at Parker Daniels Keyboard, and in this regard, we win. Our experienced trial team of lawyers at Parker Daniels Keyboard have secured major victories in state and federal courts across the country and through arbitration. We have the legal expertise in all types of business disputes, labor and employment matters, real estate matters, shareholder disputes, financial transactions, security issues, and appeals. For wise counsel winning results, contact us at Parker Daniels Keyboard, a premier litigation law firm that provides efficient, aggressive, and innovative solutions to complex legal problems. Wise counsel winning results. Go to ParkerDK.com. The Nazis failed. Thank God. This is the national anthem of the state of Israel. I'm Yisrael Chai. And never again. As the Jews in the state of Israel will never outsource its defense of the Jewish people to any other country in the world. Ever. Turning back to Germany in 1945, this week, 75 years ago in 1945, 
what was happening. Soviet forces liberated the 3,000 remaining inmates of Sachsenhausen concentration camp, one of the killing camps. They also captured the Berlin airports of Tempelhof and Gatow, preventing the capital from receiving any further supplies by air. Obviously, the noose was tightening on the Nazi regime. That happened on April 27, 1945. And now, the grandson of Leonard Parker reads his letter home. The date was May 1st, 1945. Dearest Mom, Dad, and Jackie, there is so much I must write to you about. I know you have been worried about me, but the very fact you have this letter should assure you that I am still well and trusting in God. A little tired and worn out, perhaps, and maybe a little older than my 22 years, but well, nevertheless. Since the last letter which I wrote to you from Nuremberg, we have come a long way in just a short while. Many times since I have come overseas while miserable in a wet foxhole, or sweating out an army artillery barrage, or lying out in the rain pinned down by enemy small arms fire, I have asked myself, what is it all about? Why am I here? Why? 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 After what I saw the past few days, it seems easy to answer these questions, which up to now seemed unanswerable. You see, three days ago, we freed a German concentration camp, the second largest in all of rotten Germany, at Dachau, just outside Munich. At one time, there were 150,000 prisoners there, Jews, Poles, Russians, Czechs, and German political prisoners. Now, there are barely 13,000 left. When our company first approached the camp, we came upon a railroad on which there were many boxcars, all of them filled with dead bodies. The attack was terrible. There were young children and women and men who had been lined up and machine gunned to death by the SS just a few days previously. Why? Because they couldn't be taken along by the retreating Nazis. We took no German prisoners that day. All that we captured, and there were 350 SS, we killed. They are no better than swine, and we treated them as such. We saw and smelled the crematorium where they cremated the dead bodies after removing the shoes and any other valuables that people might possess. We saw the quarters where these people stayed. Some had been there as long as 12 years. We heard from the lips of the prisoners themselves as to how they were beaten and starved and made to work anywhere from 12 to 18 hours in one day. We listened to countless stories of cruelty and the inhumanity of the Nazis and made and it made one want to tear the eyes out of the next German soldier you saw. When we liberated the prisoners, maybe I'd better go into more detail. You see, that day my company was spearheading and my squad was scouting up ahead of the column. We came upon the camp enclosure and out of the gate came three prisoners dressed in the blue and white striped suits that they all wore. The first one yelled at me, boy, are we glad to see you, and you could have knocked me over with a feather because I hadn't expected anyone to yell at me in English. He was a U.S. Army captain who had been parachuted into France three months before D-Day on a secret mission and had been subsequently captured by the Gestapo and sent to Dachau. I guess the rest of the prisoners had been waiting to see if we were all right because there then came a flood of human skeletons out of the gates, mostly Jews some Poles, and others mixed in. The captain was the only American in the bunch. 
Mom, these people fell on our necks and kissed us, crying for joy. They fell on the ground at our feet and kissed our boots and grabbed for our hands and kissed them. And these suffering, crying Jewish people yelled, Dank Gott, was ze aben gekumen, getit zenen mir free. There were women, children, and men alike, those that were able to walk, all crying, half mad with happiness. The last four million Jewish people in Germany. The last of the four million Jewish people in Germany. By that time, the rest of the company caught up, and we gave them our cigarettes, which they grabbed up like a drowning man would grab at the air. They fought like mad dogs amongst themselves over the rations that were passed out. You see, they had been on a diet of 10 grams dark bread, what they called water soup, and one potato each day. It tore our hearts out. Har- It tore our hearts out to see people who had suffered so much and many of us had eyes overflowed with tears. A Jewish man came up to me and asked me if it were true that there were Jewish soldiers in the American army. When I told him that I was a Jewish Unter officer, he nearly went mad. Soon I had about 50 Jewish men and women around me hugging and kissing me. They were starved also for a Das Yiddishgeist and I wanted so much to make them happy. I sang some Chazonish Stichlach And for them, and also a Yiddish imam. One asked me if I wouldn't write my Jewish name for him on a piece of paper. Soon I was scrib- scribbling Yisrael Papush, 2127 North 16th Street, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, for them all, on dirty scraps of paper that appeared in their hands like magic. They all wanted to have a souvenir from the first American Jewish soldier they had ever seen. I saw firsthand the things that I have read about and which I never quite believed. Now I know what this war is all about. Now I know why we are fighting. To me, all the suffering and misery I've had to put up with these past eight months has been well worthwhile. Just to see the joy on the faces of these tortured, suffering people repaid all of us that saw a thousandfold. Maybe all this doesn't sound like me, but dear mama, you would have to see for yourself to understand what it is. I'm proud to be one of the many who finally helped free those poor souls who have been through a hell that the decent mind cannot imagine possible here on God's own earth. We guarded the camp for three hours until the American military government moved in to take over, and then we moved onward to Munich. You probably know by now that Munich is now in American hands. We all believe that the war can't last much longer. The more optimistic say a week, I'll give it another month. Like the other large German cities we have taken, Munich is in rubbles. Just the outskirts maintain their former beauty. This letter has been a long one but I wanted to let you know of how our people have suffered and that we're, I mean the Americans, are bringing light in their hearts and maybe in the homes they may have again someday. I have hopes that you'll feel just as I feel, that the anxiety and worry and heart suffering you are going through is for something, to stamp out the poison Hitler and his kind have spread over the world. I will write again when I can. I love you all and miss you very much. Regards to all of our friends. Still your same devoted, Sammy. Nineteen forty-five, April, this week. That letter was written, and seventy-five years later, millions in the state of Israel. Am Yisrael Chai. 
as the Israeli nation lives. Join us next week when we'll have the deputy mayor of Jerusalem with us on the show. It'll be an outstanding discussion regarding coronavirus in Israel as well as the new unity government. Until then, have a great week. Until next time, he leaves you with these words from Winston Churchill. All the great things are simple, and many can be expressed in a single word. Freedom, justice, honor. AM 1280, The Patriot. Limitless access to intelligent talk. Stream AM 1280, The Patriot, with our free app, your smart speaker, or with iHeart, TuneIn, and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities, but serve worldwide. The world seems to change every day. While we've made many adjustments during this pandemic, we are still open for you. Shipping parts, repairing pressure washers, and doing proposals for new wash bays hasn't stopped. As your local family-owned source for pressure washers, we are here for you during these times. Visit us at AmericanPressure.com to find out more. That's AmericanPressure.com. AM 1280, The Patriot, and iHeartRadio. They go together like the U.S. and Liberty. Listen at iHeart.com or with the free iHeartRadio mobile app.